Hallelujah and blessings to each and everyone listening today. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Let us all confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Today's message comes from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 13. If you have your Bible, please follow along. I'll go ahead and read it. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bound of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lowest, lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for giving us your word today. May the Holy Spirit anoint each and everyone listening to this message. Receive your spirit of understanding, wisdom, and revelation. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When the resurrected Jesus appeared to the Apostle John and told him to write to the seven churches, he did not write to each member of the church, but to the angel assigned to each church. Of the seven churches, only the church in Philadelphia was praised by the Lord, and was not rebuked at all, for they were given the message that it would not enter into a time of temptation, the great tribulation coming to the whole world. In Revelation 3, verse 8, 10, and 11, it says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. And verse 11, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. The church of God that became the bride of Christ, as well as his body, is to marry him only when it reach, reaches the perfect measure of the stature in the fullness of Christ. When a church marries, it shall become his helper and return to the earth with him, putting on a crown and rule with him. He also gave a warning message that the crown could be taken away. So the crowns that's been mentioned here are the five different crowns that you can receive for the works as a Christian. So, if you review again, you receive salvation by grace. It's not what you do. It's not from your works that you get salvation of your soul. We'll go over it at the end um, one more time. So, notice the salvation won't be taken away. That's a one-time deal. Once you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, you're saved for good, for life forever the crown that can be lost um, during your lifetime here on earth so when apostle paul says i have run the race and fought the fight you're playing by the rules um, set by god in the bible so preaching the right gospel uh, which is gospel of christ and preaching about the the right Jesus, the gospel of Christ Jesus. Okay. 
Okay, back to the main message. Apostle Paul knelt down and prayed earnestly for the saints of the inheritance and glory unto the church of God that received life through the blood of Jesus Christ. That can be found in Ephesians chapters 1 through 3. But unfortunately, among those who heard his testimony, everyone in Asia left them. Let's turn to, let's look up 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse one, uh, verse 15. It says this, This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. If we skip to 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 10. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens, to Galatia, Titus, unto Dalmatia. Jesus spoke unto his disciples in Matthew 18, verse 20, For where two or three are gathered, together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. So nowhere in the Bible does it say you gotta have a gigantic mega church to praise the Lord. Now I'm not saying that's bad, but it says here, if there's two or three of you gathered in in the name of Jesus, he is among us. Isn't that awesome? So, he foretells of churches of God falling away in the future. So, this was spoken long ago, but he's talking about, foretelling about today, 2020. He testified, Ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. So, this is uh, verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 4 that we read earlier. In the King James English Bible, the word vocation was used instead of calling. The word vocation means a job. Apostle Paul's testimony here is that the Christian work and profession are to obey Christ in the kingdom of God. What he means is that the job to make a living on this earth should be just a hobby, just enough to support your bills and uh, groceries and whatever you have to get by. All other, all other professions are side jobs. And a Christian's true profession has nothing to do with astronomy, physics, agriculture, commerce, electrical engineering, architecture, trade art, oh, trade art, music, literature, education, politics, business, economy, civil servants, military, and so on. The verses 2 and 3 from Ephesians chapter 4 with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace refers to the behaviors we must do when dealing with fellow Christians. It is to the need to strive to become one 
in the Holy Spirit by bearing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. In addition, it is a testimony that we must be one and one hope, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God. Apostle Paul testified to Pastor Timothy saying, according to 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Of what he testified that he had kept his faith to the end, he confessed that he had fought against other Jesus, other gospels, and other spirits that were in the Christian world at that time. And he believed that only Jesus is the Christ. Doesn't sound quite familiar, doesn't it? It kind of relates to today. Matter of fact, it does relate to today because the Bible is always present. Not only does it teach us the history of the past, what happened to the people in the Old Testament, but that's foretelling, and not only that, it's giving us um, lessons. Pretty much, don't repeat what they did. Take note. Because the look, um, churches these days, the modern times, a lot of the mega churches that you may or may not see on internet nowadays are not really based on the doctrine of the Pauline epistles. They're more of, I'm not going to go down the list of name of pastors, but I'm sure you guys all know, may or may not have heard them. Most of them, they preach out that if you believe in Jesus, you'll get rich. You'll have a good life here. That's not what the Bible preaches. The gospel's po uh, gospel of prosperity, it's not what we seek after. Once you learn the gospel, once you're saved... Our job here until the day he calls us, whether you go when you're 30 or when you're 80 years old, or the best part, the best method would be he calls us when we're still all alive, be raptured in heaven. But until then, every Christian needs to win back the souls of those who are lost in this world. As we approach the end of Age of Grace, which is this, the church age, the Bible warns us that there will be more deception and watch for the false teachers. Who are the teachers? Different pastors slash reverends. Preaching different gospel. Gospel of prosperity. That's not in the Bible. The only one, in, the only one gospel is is gospel of Christ in 1 Corinthians 15, which I'll read out later in the end. Okay, so back to the main message, and this is Apostle John also testifying of Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also 
that is begotten of him. Everyone is born once into this world, flesh and water. Everybody came out of mama's stomach, right? But the method of birth, rebirth, regeneration as a son or daughter of God is to the renewal of your dead spirit. Regeneration of your spirit. That's when you receive Holy Spirit. For any of you that's listening this in this moment, that might be a skeptic, I have a little challenge for you. Name me any one person or one God that can die and resurrect. I can give you one. It's Jesus Christ. No one has done that for anybody's sin. Okay, once again, back to the main message. However, when we look at the apostate churches in the end times, that's right about now, united with the World Council of Churches, that's WCC, and WEA, World Evangelical Alliance, and National Council of Churches in Korea, NCCK, most of these churches have accepted different Jesus, different Gospels, and different spirits defeated in the spiritual war and failed to keep good faith and have ended up forsaking the Christ and they have united with Roman Catholic Church, which is the religious Whore Church, W-H-O-R-E. It's like a whoredom. In Revelation, they say if you are self-proclaimed Jew, you are a congregation of Satan. That is perfectly describing the Catholic Church. None of them are Jews but they act like it. The Jewish people are the chosen people of Israel that God chose himself. may want to think about that if you're Catholic. Now, being nice doesn't give you salvation. You can be the nicest person. And yet, you can still end up in hell for not believing in Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? Shocking? Keep listening. The testimony of Apostle Paul of one baptism is a very important truth. When Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and to the saints in Rome, he testified of its meaning. According to first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, he said, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. And he 
And he said also this in Romans chapter 6, verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Apostle Paul testified of what Christ did before God gave the gifts of Christ to perfect the church to the full measure of Christ. Once again in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, he said, Wherefore his saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same, also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. So Christ took captives when he rose to heaven, when he resurrected. The captives are the saints under the law in the Old Testament period. They were staying in the bosom of Abraham, which was called paradise at that time under the earth. Matthew, seeing the sight, testified in chapter 27 of Matthew, verses 50 through 54. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks sent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. When Apostle Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, quoting Psalm 16, he testified of where Christ had descended to the lower parts of the earth. In Acts chapter 2, verses 29 through 32, he said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre, sepulchre is like a tomb, is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this before he before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, wherefore, uh, whereof we all are witnesses. The lower part of the earth where Jesus descended was hell, where sinners were supposed to go. If we turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 22, so this shows us there is a literal hell beneath our feet. 
For a fire is kindled in mine anger, and shall burn unto the lowest hell, and shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the fountains of foundations of the mountains. So there's a proof, according to the Bible, if you don't believe in hell, there is one waiting if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. When Jesus spoke of the sign of Jonah, he shall go down to the heart of the earth. Let's turn to Matthew 12, verse 40. For as Jonah's was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. As Jonah's soul cried in the belly of hell, we look in Jonah's chapter 2, verse 2, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Would you look at that? Belly of hell, heart of the earth. Hmm. King David and prophet Micah prophesied of the reason why Jesus descended to hell after he died and was buried. First in Psalm 103 verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And then in Micah chapter 7 verse 19, he will turn again, he will have compassion upon us, he will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. The Lord Jesus had our sins transferred unto his flesh, unto death, and descended to hell, and cast all our sins into the fire of hell. Finally, he rose again with the body without sin. He did all this because none of us can do it. Because Jesus himself is God in flesh. Only he has the power to do it. No man here can. This is why believing in his blood atonement, the faith, having faith in that, Believing in and having faith, he counts it being justifi justification of our sins. Apostle Paul testified that Christ gave gifts for the remaining saints of the church of God on earth as he ascended into heaven to take the Old Testament saints in captivity. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, once again, verses 11 through 13. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
Apostle Paul's final charge unto Timothy, he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For those called as pastors and teachers, he testified that they have to teach the scriptures in detail. He testified of the scriptures. According to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All scriptures, this is the Bible, is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. To have the church of God reach unto the perfect measure of God and to fullness of Christ, the man called as pastor and teacher has to teach all the words of God and have them put of the whole armor, put on the whole armor of God. This is the way for the saints to be clothed with Christ. Apostle Paul encouraged the saints who had learned the words of God from him. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 and 15 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ Nowadays we are living in the time of falling away. Falling away as an apostasy of the churches of God that have forsaken the sound doctrines. We have to be awake spiritually and pray for all our soul, spirit, and body to be blameless at the coming of Christ. Before we close out today's message, if this is your first time listening and you're not a Christian, not a believer of Christ, I have a question for you. Have you been saved? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you have sins and do you know where you're going with all that sin? If you die today, well, According to the Bible, a sinner will die in his or her sins and will end up in hell. However, the faithful and true Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And if you wholeheartedly repent for not believing in the gospel of Christ, by his grace you will receive salvation of your soul. Now we must know First, we got to know what the gospel is, right? So, this is the gospel of Christ according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And now that you've heard the gospel of Christ... You must confess and believe the gospel. So how do we do that? According to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now this is not time for getting religious. I'm not telling you to be religious. This salvation from Jesus, it's one-on-one relationship. It's between you and Him. Will you receive Him today? You must invite the Lord Jesus Christ to enter your heart. Now I'll say the sinner's prayer. You can slow down this message, pause it, or write it down. We'll do it together, but this is this is for you. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. God bless you all, and may the grace and truth of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you. Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at wgmi.org. wgmi.org More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.